Today on the Being Whole podcast, I welcome Sandra Love. Sandra is a transformational system specialist, consulting and empowering integrity-driven leaders, high-end executives, and business owners using emotional intelligence and big business success solutions through gamification, certification, and reconciliation. She's also designed a fun and powerful board game that focuses on personal growth and healing. Let's get this conversation started. Hello, hello. Once again, everyone, I have here today my friend Sandra Love, and Sandra is going to tell us a bunch of stuff, aren't you, Sandra? Just gonna enlighten, <laughs> you're going to enlighten us all over the place. <laughs> so first off, tell everyone, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us some background in your story, who you are, where you're from, what brought you to this place. Okay, so I'm one out of 12 kids, originally born in Port-au-Prince, Haiti. Uh, been in the United States since 1982. Um, my father retired when I was 15. He asked me, you want to go back to the Caribbean or do you want to stay in the U.S.? And I was like, dude, I only know the USA. So I ended up staying and I'm glad I did. Um, I've been uh, graced, blessed to have so much uh, experience in the corporate America um, world. I know a lot of people have a lot of negative stigma in corporate America, but I'm grateful that um, entrepreneurship uh, was an option for me. I think that it's what kind of raised me or developed me as to the person that I am. I had a great, my father did a great job giving me a foundation um, as far as character wise and identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but corporate America, it kind of kind of molded me to to be more resilient and um, navigate to dealing with all types of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, having one out of 12 siblings too helps make you a little diverse as well. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely see where you're always used to managing different personalities then for sure. Yeah, born into that, born into that. So anyway, I mean, that's, that's pretty much me. Just um, background is I used to be the internet sales manager for BMW, been in, in corporate America since I was 15, always doing either sales, marketing, PR, things of that sort. I love, 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 love people. I love God. And I love to um, empower and equip anyone, any, anyone um, I encounter. So this is, this is what I enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. Well, and you're, you're so good at it. You know, just anytime that you and I have spoken, I feel so uplifted and positive afterward. And it's because of that energy that you put forth and it feels, it feels so genuine too. You know, we've all been around people who they're trying to make you feel better. They're saying all the right things that somehow it doesn't hit, right. Or it doesn't feel good to you and I think that your spirit and energy is just again it's it's infectious but in a good way not in like a COVID way you know <laughs> <laughs> right right we are supposed to inspire each other we are supposed to provoke the good good goosebumps right and um you know I think I think I've been through so many tragedies in my life um that I never want anyone to experience my intense levels of pain and um, loneliness, um, uh, e- even sometimes, uh, torment. Yeah. So I find my, uh, my bliss. I define bliss as love, joy, and peace through loving people, learning love, discovering love, being love and, um, uh, pouring myself out as a love offering. Um, so people won't 
experience what I've experienced when it comes to the other side of, of, of my life. Mm-hmm. So people don't, no yeah, one likes to talk about that part though. <laughs> right. Right. Well, and that's, what's hard, right. Is that we, we move through something and then we often don't want to talk about what we've moved through. Cause we just want to be in the space that we're in and forget about what we had to move through. Right. But then the next time we're trying to move through something, all those feelings and everything are still there. So it's like, if we could slow everything down a little bit and actually feel it when we need to, or process some of those things and then move through it, you know, that could be better, but we, we, it seems like we all have to go through so many times of doing that before we realize like, oh, okay. It doesn't have to be so hard every single time. <laughs> right. Right. I think that's one of the reasons why I created um, my board game called the best, because I didn't feel it was safe um, to be able to communicate or to have a voice or to express myself. And I did feel very alone growing up, even though I had all these siblings around me. Um, they were always like five years older than me and up. And so I felt very much alone as a child and I used to play with acorn. So <laughs> this year when I created this new game, I wanted to create a solo strategy game that people like me, I'm an extrovert. Like, I love the messy mortals. Like I love people, people feel me and I feel them. And that's how the whole thing happens. But having a game that an extrovert or even an introvert um, can play and develop their EQ. Mm -hmm. um, I thought that was just very, 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 very necessary. Um, and, and, And it doesn't stop with just solo strategy gameplay, but it also guides you to have and deal with the second top of conflict. We have to address the inner conflict um, that's happening on the inside of us. My my ego versus my hero, right? We're both sides, we have two sides of the coin. Um, the traumas and the tragedies, I had to develop some coping mechanisms to overcome uh, all the pain and overcome uh, the, the, the seduction of numbness to, to pacify it with, alcohol and drugs and being a workaholic um Mm. so having a tool that can help people navigate through what's going on on the inside the war within and winning that war uh, moment by moment I believe it's the stepping stone I call it the red light special because you have to I use traffic lights red light stop breathe Mm -hmm. deal with the I am deal with the purposeful identity who am I going to allow when in this now moment, the ego or the hero? Mm-hmm. And then the next level or phase of my game, it's yellow light because you're learning how to yield with people that mm-hmm. you love and that love you with boundaries, I believe mm-hmm. is so critical uh, for your, your measure of bliss in your cup. Mm-hmm. And, and then the third level or phase of my game is green light. Green light is go grow and glow. It's like, Listen, there's real enemies out there just trying to still kill and destroy you, but they don't even matter. The external really doesn't even matter as much when you're really, really healthy on the inside and you have really, really great communication and know how to navigate through that second type of conflict with people that I love and that love me and they got my back. And they're gonna, they're gonna call me on my junk. They're gonna hold me accountable. They're gonna challenge me, but that's a really good type of conflict to prepare me for any other conflict that does not add value to my life. Uh. 
Yes. I love that. I love that you can recognize too, that other people are still going to push you or challenge you, but accepting that and welcoming that as a space for growth and moving forward, as opposed to, you know, letting that deter you or letting that be something then that just, you know, spirals you out into a different place. And so, okay, what made you decide that it was a game? I, I want to know how you came up with this. Like, what, what was the shift? Like, are you sitting in corporate America and you're like, I'm going to make this game for people? Or talk to us about like some of the other things that you do that led to the creation of your work and how you speak and the game. Okay, so um, again, tragedy has a way of, uh, you know how they say necessity is the mother of invention? Mm-hmm. Tragedy, tragedy is like the trigger of, get right or get left. Like it's decision, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Make shift happen now. <laughs> <laughs> Tragedy is the trigger. <laughs> so, so, so in December, I did not know it, but I, I got divorced um, by a cheating spouse that I kept forgiving and I didn't see it coming. I thought um, 2020, we were in Puerto Rico, making out, taking selfies, um on Facebook if you go to my Facebook you'll see like man Sandra got a picture perfect family 2021 hit my mom got sick my my ex started cheating and well that's when I started getting proof uh and and I didn't I thought that we were going to overcome all that I thought we were going to uh be okay and I thought my mom was going to live and no 2021 I lost everything mom gone um you know, the, the whole Joseph story in the Bible. I went through all that. Like my siblings turned on me um, really, really bad, uh, threatened to murder me and everything. And uh, so, so 2021, it, 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 it sobered me up to nothingness. It brought me to ground zero. Mm-hmm. And um, I had to cry out to Abba Father. I said, okay, compassionate creator, I know you're out there because you've been with me since I've been on my own since I was 15 and you've provided for me and you've protected me and you've promoted me. There's no way I could have done this without any degrees, without any um, assistance, without you. I said, okay, what's wrong with me? And he gave me a list. Mm. He gave me a list of stuff that's wrong with me. <laughs> and I just try to write them down. Like I have like so many notebooks. I have notebooks of, of, after notebooks of 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 just journaling and 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 talking out what's going on on the inside of me. Journaling is so powerful. Develops EQ and IQ at the same time. So after I wrote that down, he answered that question. I said, "Okay, what do you want from me? Like, what? Like, like I was, seriously? Like, I don't have anything anymore. I have nothing. Like, I'm in this house that my mom left me in 2019, and I have nothing. My kids are with their biological dad." Um, away because I've been married a couple times and uh I'm a home I'm here in this place by myself what do you want from me and, and he told me it's like the same thing I told you when you were 12 the same thing I told you when I was 20 when you're 25 and he gave me this idea on playfully forgiving myself mm. and everyone that's ever hurt me doing it in a way that I honor him humility integrity maturity I honor myself and I honor everyone that's ever molested me, persecuted me, slandered my name, physically hurt me, raped me. And so that's what he wanted from me. And um, 
And I said, okay, I'll give that to you. I don't have anything else. And so he gave me the game and he called it the best. And he told me that everyone craves the best because I, I, I did a curriculum before and no one wanted my core curriculum. No one thinks they need core character development. Okay. I agree. No one thinks they, <laughs> they need it. Need it. <laughs> hey, they're the problem. Get them, Sandra. <laughs> and so that was a flop. And I was like, why did I write this curriculum? Uh, this was years ago. And then, um, and then I realized people want success. I was like, okay, fine, I'll give them success. So I created a success development system. And um, that did well. And I started a training company and I do it corporate trainings, whatever. And um, the business was doing well. And I thought, I thought my marriage was getting better. And then that's when I lost everything last year. And then that's when I found myself um, Christmas Eve here alone, asking, crying out, Abba Father, have mercy on me. And then he just showed me a strategy why I'm so jacked up on so many different issues in so many areas. Um, and, and really the, the board game, it, it gives you a grid for greatness. Like it gives you like a roadmap and shows you where's the best. Without, without knowing what your target is or where it is, it's hard to hit a target you don't know where it is. Oh yeah, absolutely, yes. <laughs> So, so the game gives you a grid for greatness. It gives you these best questions and these best calls to actions. And based on how you honor it, it's how you advance and fill your cup. Because I, I knew how to advance and make money. Making money was always easy for me. Mm -hmm. um, my problem is, where's my bliss? And how come no one ever helped me define that? Mm -hmm. And I just defined it this year. Love, joy, and peace is my bliss. Yeah. That's my bliss. And my game doesn't define your bliss. You have to define your bliss. Oh, well, and I love that. I love that it's, it's not prescriptive. You know, it's like you said, it's the roadmap, but you still have to find where it is for yourself. You have to find what's going to work for you. And that's something that, you know, it's easy to just want to seek. What is the answer? What is the help? Tell me what to do. Tell me, show me exactly. And then I'm going to feel all of these things. Right. But it's like anything else. If it's not something that's going to be reflective of our life or that fits into our lifestyle or what have you, we're not going to make it a consistent habit. We're not gonna actually dig into it. And so then it's like, great, you can have all of these thoughts and suggestions and roadmaps and prescriptions and what have you, but if you're not gonna actually implement them, then you're just wasting money. <laughs> like... <laughs> My game is Play-Doh. If I give you a box of Play-Doh, you're going to play and mold it with an expression, with a childlike curiosity. My game is Play-Doh. I love that. I love it's that. It's a safe place. And I, I'm so appreciative of anyone who creates something like that for other people out of a space of, you know, it wasn't like you just had this idea and let me just figure out all these cheesy questions to write down. These are born out of a space of you actively working through those things, of you actively seeking, you know, how, what does this look like for me? And what does this translate to for other people? And I think that that too is so valuable because you're willing to show up. You're willing to sit here and say, yep. And here's all of the things that happened to me. And here is what it looked like on the outside. Here's what it felt like on the inside. And how do we get those two things to match up? <laughs> you know? Yeah. You get it. I do. Oh, I get it so deeply. Yes. And that's why I think too, our conversations are always so good because we're just resonating on that level. And I think the cool thing is, is that then the more you're actually open about it and talking about some of those things you do, you start to realize how many other people get it instead of walking around thinking that you're the only one, 
right? Or that you're alone or that other people won't possibly understand you. And so I love that this work that you're doing not only does it, you know, gives people tools, but it continues to open up that conversation as well. I originally designed it for the POWs of society. It's my heart to help the poor, the orphans and the widows. Mm -hmm. I had it in mind because I feel like I can relate to the poor, the orphans and the widows. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I can relate to feeling not enough and alone and abandoned. So the POWs of society, I feel like they deserve the best mm -hmm. and, and it has to start with them defining what the best is yeah. and, and clarifying that and, and, and designing a strategy through asking, seeking and knocking. Asking is just asking the best questions and being courageous enough to answer those questions. Mm -hmm. The first round of my game, there is no wrong answer. As long as you're willing to answer with honesty, <laughs> you get to put a diamond in your cup. I'm pausing this conversation to have a little moment of vulnerability with you. Do you love public speaking and wish you could get paid to do so? I've got the exact person that you need. I recently graduated from Jess Ekstrom's Mic Drop Academy. I was a little hesitant to sign up because I've paid for coaches and programs before that I didn't feel had the value there. But through speaking with Jess and her incredible team, I took a chance. Now I'm feeling so positive and confident that I'd love to share this opportunity with other people. If you've thought about getting paid to be a public speaker or you long to do keynotes where you're telling your story in front of other audiences, I'll link the opportunity in the show notes. The doors won't be open for long and I encourage you to check it out so you don't miss this opportunity. <laughs> now, if you refuse to answer the best questions and these questions, like you said, I went deep. I work with two neuroscientists. I work with two therapists that are not neuroscientists to get these questions, to get these calls to actions. Mm -hmm. I didn't just randomly, like you said, pull out cheesy. No, <laughs> these questions are going to trigger the core of your success. Mm -hmm. They're going to challenge you and you won't even know because you're so busy engaged with winning <laughs> I love you that. don't even know you just did an assessment mm -hmm. but I love that I mean that's what video games do they trick us into like wanting that next level you know they're wanting the next thing the music goes along with it so it's like we're getting tricked all over the place we might as well be <laughs> using it for our own good right come on music does it to me yeah you put, you put, on, you put a type of music on I feel I like I get into that mode I feel sexy all of of a sudden I feel I feel deep all of a sudden you put music it penetrates it pierces through the surface level it goes to all I call it the soul train the thinker the feeler the chooser it does all that mm -hmm. while you're listening to some music yeah well and I think too you know I know I kind of derailed us by bringing in the music but that is like I love that you said you're moving your body and so much of this goes back to what you and I have talked about too is like connecting that mind and the body understanding that sometimes that movement whether it's dancing or whatever you're doing is helping you also release the things that are stored in you and get that out like I love to just dance it out like that's one of my favorite things to do just put it on dance you know and and I think that it's not only the music, like you're saying, listening to it, but it's just that physical movement of just getting things out and letting, letting them go. And sometimes it's angry music. Sometimes it's happy music, you know, can be whatever, right? Whatever you need at any given time. 
it's, 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 it's vital that we give ourselves permission mm-hmm. to go through our process. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. and, and really give ourselves permission to identify what our process is. Yes. You know, like so often I think we're, we think it has to look a certain way or we want it to look a certain way or we're like, oh, that will never work for me or I don't have time in my life. So it's like, well, figure out what, what is your process for you then? Cause that, that's, that's hard too inside of itself. Right. Especially when you're in the midst of all of, all of the stuff, it can feel hard to think about what you really like or what you really want to do. Right. And I believe it starts with identity, purposeful identity of loving who you are. Mm -hmm. Uh, My definition of success, and I'd get every client to define their own one word and define their definition of success. My definition of success is loving who I am, loving what I do, loving how it's impacting others. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wish I would have had that definition in my 20s. Yeah. (laughs) I would have picked up so many addictions. (laughs) Because I would have realized I was already successful. Yeah. I would have chased the wind. I wouldn't have slept on so many pacifiers and kissed so many frogs. <laughs> <laughs> I like sucked on so many pacifiers that resonated. I'm like, oh yeah, that's what that was. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Just stalling out or waiting for it or not really understanding what it was going to look like for you. Yep. I get that completely. So when you're working with people, you know, it's obvious that you're excited to be in this space and stepping into this, you know, these different areas. Do you, you do so many things because you do coaching, you do speaking, you do corporate trainings. Do you, is there different elements of each of those that really keep you alive? Is it a similar space for you? What is that like? I love the messy mortals. Yeah. I, I, I love them. I love it that this is, this whole life experience is a, a messy ballet. And that the messy mortals are either doing an avoid 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 dance or an abundance, and I love to see them go from avoid dance to abundance. And I love them to to I love I love to see them let it get a little weird, right? <laughs> you know, let 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 them do something they've never done before, right? Like they didn't even know their body could do that, right? They didn't even know they could pop and lock, right? Because they're they're normally a corporate executive, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so. Every, every demographic that I've worked with, and I've worked with HUD housing, watch women get out of generational bad momentum in a counterproductive uh, system um, that's a vacuuming vortex that will not uh, give them permission to get out. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to be the hero in their success story. They're going to have to invite reinforcement. And I tell people all the time, I'm like, listen, um, you're the hero in your story. I will be your sidekick. Okay, because they're like, you're my psychic? No, I'm not your psychic. I'm your side <laughs> kick. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna kick your butt and I'm gonna kick anyone else's butt that gets in the way of what you actually want. Yeah. yeah. And so I love dealing with high-end six, seven figure executives that have team, but they're struggling with anxiety and they're struggling with their identity and they don't understand why they've hit every success target, but they don't have bliss. Right. Oh, I know. And that's, and it's so interesting too, because so many people in that space, and I know you and I get that from different things that we've both gone through as well. 
you're presenting in this way and everybody sees you in that way. So then being able to actually talk to somebody and admit like, this is what's really going on, or this is how I really feel about things. It is very scary for, especially when people are at certain levels of power or certain levels of prestige. And so then it, it just intensifies all of those things, right? And also the other interesting thing, and I know you've experienced this as well, like when we're working with clients is they're also not used to people telling them what to do. <laughs> I've been hung up on. I've been cussed out and hung up on. Who, who do you think you are? I know. It's like, well, you paid me to do this. <laughs> but, but that's even interesting. And I think like looking at that resistance too, that we all have for a variety of reasons, you know, we all have resistance when different people tell us something or something we don't want to hear. Or maybe we're like, well, you know, why are you qualified to tell me that? But really then understanding where that's coming from, right. Or looking at what that is. And so I think it's interesting. And I like making sure we're transparent about that because I think so often, especially if you've struggled financially, I have, you have, you know, you look at people who have wealth and you're like, you think that they can just buy their way out of every problem, you know, like it's like, or it's like, that's what I felt anyway, you know, it's like, oh, it's so sad that you have all that money to roll around in, you know, or whatever. <laughs> and, and, but then the recognition and the understanding that, you know, that's not what that feels like. And that's not their experience. And also then who are they going to talk to about that? Because they don't want to admit that to their peer in case their peer doesn't feel that or isn't gonna admit it back, right? And so just even that that exercise in vulnerability that a lot of that people at that level are very scared to step into. It's and true. For, and for, for, for reason, the, you know? Oh dear, yeah, there's definitely multiple layers of reason. Some mm -hmm. of it is just momentum. Mm -hmm. um, they're so used to being in power mm -hmm. uh, that when it, intimacy is the exchange of power. And my definition of power is influence, impact, and authority. There is no intimacy without the exchange of that influence, impact, and authority. A lot of marriages are, are in shambles and in failure or, or a $3 bill, okay? It's a sham, okay? <laughs> Fake books, okay? Because there's no exchange of influence, impact, and authority. There is either a controlling dominant that is choking the relationship, dominating. My definition of anxiety is fear-driven control issues. Um, you chop one of these heads off of this two-headed monster, there is no anxiety. Mm. We have to just let go. We have to let go. I mean, I really, I, I try to uh, empower my clients to fall so deep in love nothing else matters because we don't need to be in control of other people when we have self-control on the inside of us, which is the ultimate power a human being is supposed to have is self-control. It's the purest form mm -hmm. of perfect love and power. Love is the ultimate power, but perfect love comes with self-control. And a lot of uh, very powerful, wealthy clients, I had one tell me, Sandra, I'm, I'm either about to uh, uh, kill myself or buy a Porsche 911. <laughs> wait up, cowboy. Before you do either, let's chat a little bit. Let's talk about those choices that you just came up with for yourself. <laughs> yeah.
you know? Are those the best choices? Are those the best choices? Yeah. And so that's the thing I think is interesting is this like the coping mechanisms for people are all still there. It's just like, it looks a little bit different, you know? So my shopping on Amazon is that person's buying the Porsche, you know? <laughs> it's like, it's still the same thing, right? Numbing out through financial whatever. No, and I have mine, you know? My German boyfriend, haagen I keep him stocked <laughs> up in the freezer. Yeah. When I feel like I deserve a little, uh, a little pity party, a little, uh, uh, a little pacifier, you know. I but I'm going in the, in the better direction, okay. Um, Hagen Dazs is not bad. Uh, going to Amazon is not bad. Buying a Porsche 911 is not bad, you know. And I try to even with my children, I don't play that whole shady blame game. No one wins. What's good? What's bad? Let's get let's get away from these shady conversations. Let's go to where's the best. Yeah. Let's analyze that success target. Let's find out where the best is and let's you and I enjoy the journey of pressing towards that mark. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's where your bliss is. That's where your love, joy, and peace is. That's where your fulfillment is. Because these, these, this plastic, metal, and wood, all this stuff, all these cars. And I mean, I, I was the internet sales manager for BMW. I sold so many doggone $150,000 cars, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, you think they were satisfied? There's nothing wrong with buying a $150,000 car, but let that be the icing on your substance of your life cake, of your bliss cake. Like we can't, when we make plastic mellow and wood, our, our, our hope or our identity, these things are dead. We're going to feel dead on the inside. We are, whatever we're intimate with is what we feel we focus on whatever we focus on. We feel function and flow in. And I told him, I said, listen, you weren't happy with the other BMWs I sold you. You, you weren't happy with the, you know, they like, you, you, you're chasing the wind, brother. Like, let's get to the core. <laughs> yeah. Let's get to the core. Let's get to the root issue. And we can sow something that will actually give you fulfillment. So you don't have to kick the dog. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's where sometimes too, we don't even realize the ways that we're, we're stepping away from ourselves. We don't even realize that because then we're in the machine of it too, right? Or that's just the next thing or these kind of ways to numb out or these ways to deflect or these ways, you know, that we say, oh, because we're achieving the next thing. It's, it's it's all there, right? And it's so normalized that, oh, of course, it's time for you to get a new car. Oh, yeah, because you make enough money, you need that or whatever it is. Oh, absolutely. When you get on a, go on a vacation, you're going to feel refreshed. You know, we make these things all like the next thing that we need so that then we're going to feel better as opposed to thinking about like, but what if I could just feel better right now? Mm, what if my power is in my now moment? Yeah. What if, then, what, what if everything I need is already like, pre-built in like a seed the yeah. oak tree wants to grow but we're not watering it with the right yeah we're putting like red bull on it right now or whatever right? we're like a rock star throwing red bull all over our beautiful oak tree instead of giving it some water and sunlight you know we're like feeding it red bull and coke i don't know, I don't know why is, why why our life tree isn't blossoming our our relationships and again yellow light is relationships with others we have to start with the red light special. We have to stop before we start. We have to give ourselves permission to stop and breathe. We have to be before we do. Yeah. It, it's, there's, there is, there is, 
nature humbles all of us. Mm-hmm. And nature has a way of, of humbling uh, all of us and, um, and giving people a tool that they can take home. You know, my, my therapist, neuroscientist friend says, Sandra, do you understand what you just invented? I said, yeah, I think. He's like, no, you don't, no, you don't. Do you understand that you, you're giving therapists a tool to give to their clients, the therapists are no longer the bad guys. They can't play the blame game when they're randomly pulling out question and command cards in one round and the next round, they have to play the role of the authority figure of the therapist. And now I'm getting to play the baby. It's a, it's a storytelling role-playing game through mm-hmm. questions. They're like, you, you're making my job do the heavy lifting. This, 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 this game is, is a self-care discovery in a box. Yeah. It is. And I think that the fact that you also use these, not use, you, you worked with these experts to really hone in on these are the areas, like you said, the, the neuroscience behind it, because for so many people, even when they want to, and this is what, again, I want to make sure everybody listening knows that you can want to, and you can feel that, but there can still be things in your brain that are just like not helping you get there, right? Be it these patterns or these neural pathways that you're in these ruts. And so just even understanding that can feel so powerful, right? Because it's like, oh, okay, then how do I make friends with my brain? How do I pave over some of those ruts? How do I make these new super highways that I'm going to drive on real fast in my Porsche 911? <laughs> oh, the soul train. The soul, the, the soul train is better than a Porsche 911. The soul train can be fueled by hope. Yeah. But you have to define what hope is. Yeah. You have to stop and define it. Yeah. And, and here's the cool thing. Once you define it, and what I specialize, I help people get what they want. Mm-hmm. Once I help you get what you want, you get your Porsche 911 or you, you get whatever you say you want, the, the hot spouse, whatever you want. Uh, and then you realize, wait a minute, there's still something missing. Okay, then we need to redefine. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's okay. You hit your success target because again, again, the objective is advancement and fulfillment. It's a two-sided coin. Mm-hmm. Advancing and hitting success targets does not fulfill the other side of that coin. If I give you a quarter and it's missing half of the coin, you're gonna be like, Sandra, stop lying. This is a $3 bill. Get out of here. I don't want it. Give, go give that to another idiot. Mm-hmm. Same thing with life. We have to not just, uh, and, and it's so funny. I have, I have clients, they, they, um, they do some a substance. I'm not gonna say the substance because no one agrees on you know, the whole good and bad thing. They, they do a substance. Um, my, my rich friends do a certain type of substance and, and they, that's how they boost their bliss. And I have a, my poor friends do another type of substance and that's how they boost their bliss. But those substances delay their advancement in relationships or delays their advancement in their career. And then I have these other group of people that I work with where they have no bliss. Mm-hmm. They don't even have pacifiers. All they do is chase, chase, chase. They go from one degree to another degree to another degree from one uh, uh, financial status, the next step. And then they're like, why am I numb on the inside? Mm. Why, why? Because that's the, we're human beings, not human doings. We, we need both sides of the coin. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and, and, and that's, that's what it, it challenge. It, it's a very, I have people complain like, Sandra, this game is too easy. There's no wrong answers. I said, yeah, that's first round. Second round, you have to journal out your answers. Third round, you have to customize your own game like Play-Doh and Legos. So yeah, don't worry, baby. It's, 
the first round, you're right, no wrong answers. It's just to boost your bliss. But if you keep playing the game, those new neural pathways, like you were saying, doctor, there's something about spelling it out, writing the vision, making it plain, and you quantifying what you say is your pain point or your problem. Yeah. Something powerful about that. There is. And I think that we spend so much time not wanting to look at things. And, and if anything, you know, it's like, it's like, I like to tell people, you know, think about when you were a kid, that monster under the bed just keeps getting bigger, right? In your mind, it keeps getting scarier. It keeps, you know, and then one day you turn on the light and you're like, oh, there's nothing under there. <laughs> it's like, and it, it's that, you know, so often the things that we shy away from or that, that we don't want to dig into because they're hard or we don't think we need to, you know, they just keep getting bigger or they manifest and come up in other ways that then they're unrecognizable. So it's like really, you know, like you're saying, give them the easy win, get in your bliss first. You know, when you're doing healing, when you're looking at stress, when you're burnt out, okay, that's why we say start with self-care, right? You know, because you got to start there. You've got to nurture yourself a little bit first because round two, round three, like you're saying, those are a little bit more challenging. That's a little bit more of that internal work. So set yourself up in a good playing field first, right? Make yourself feel a little good. So when you're going into those areas that feel a little less comfortable, you're not immediately like, oh, I'm gonna dip out of this because I don't like how it feels. <laughs> right, because at the end of the day, you know, um, we've already won the worst race possible in the human race we've we won that it's the whole you know sperm egg thing we won that <laughs> we won that we're champions i didn't know where you were going with that but that's good i like that <laughs> Listen, when when in the rest of your life are you gonna run and race against millions and of people and it's do or die tell me when you're gonna have that opportunity again that's right. I like that. You already won that human race. <laughs> That's so, so now we, Oh my gosh, I love that. I'm using so that. So we might as well enjoy the journey, baby. We might as well. Listen, this is a hop and a skip. This is just a little mini obstacle course. Mm -hmm. We already, we already, we already, we're already more than conquerors. Mm -hmm. The worst is already over. We have to give ourselves permission to keep pressing towards the upright future and stop looking to the down left past. I tell my clients, what percentage of your past can you change and control? Mm. They're like, 0%. I said, good. Let your focus invest 0% in the past. Yes. And I'm not telling you to not be aware of it. This different awareness is different than focus. Mm -hmm. Your power is in your focus. You feel what you focus it, 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 you, you, you fuel and what you're focusing on. So when we understand that that laser focus on one word, one specific success target, it's like a pressure washer versus a water hose. Yeah. Yep. And just- Our and, power is not in the past. Yeah. And so it's interesting you brought that up about the past. I had um, therapy today. I'm a huge believer in therapy and, um, I, we were talking about something from my past that's come up before and something that I'm kind of always working through in different ways. <clears throat> and my therapist said that she said, you know, the past doesn't change, but your relationship toward the past changes. And Ooh. it was such a sim, I know it was such a simple, like 
sentence, the way she said it. And I was like, yeah, that, that, that works for me. Thank you for saying that, you know? So it's like, you're right. The past doesn't change, but your relationship toward your past can change. And that's what it has is even recognizing the evolution of how I have felt about different experiences and seeing, so it's not only about one moment of growth, then now I can look back and see like, oh yeah, look at all those other layers of how I was growing through that. Now look at how I reframe that. Now look at how I look at those experiences, right? So I really like the way she put that in terms of just your relationship with the past can continue to change and evolve, but the past itself isn't going to be the thing that changes. Absolutely. And on the grid for greatness, I show you where our now moment is where our power is. Mm -hmm. And we press towards the future we let go of the past, not saying sometimes we don't look in the rearview mirror, we just never drive using the rearview mirror, <laughs> that's dangerous. Right. Dangerous driving using the rearview mirror. Don't do it for too long, it's not gonna work in your favor. <laughs> but, but as you're pressing towards the future, the best, that's what I call the best, the best is, is in the future, the best is always yet to come. Mm -hmm. I am the best. And the best is still yet to come. I'm looking to press towards my future. And as I do that, my problems of my past become smaller and smaller. Mm -hmm. Like when, I'm, when I go up in a, 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 a helicopter or in a rocket ship, the higher I go up and I leave my past, my problems and my cars and my things become smaller and smaller. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Give us permission to do that is, is it's gives us so much back our power. Absolutely. And I think that that's the thing too, when we can really understand where we're at with some of, you know, our, be it our trauma or our crisis that we're in or our burnout or our stress, then it helps us release the power of that storyline. Okay. So you're not trying to get rid of the story. You're trying to release the power that the story has on you. Yes. And and I think that that understanding, because so often I see things and it kind of makes me cringe. You know, people are like, just move on or get over it or things like that. It's like, no, it's still there. Like everything <laughs> that's happened to you is literally in every fiber of your being, right? So it's instead you release that power that it, that it changes your behavior, that it changes your reactivity, that it changes your mental state, that it changes your physical state. And instead just, it's almost like, again, getting people to understand, like, you're going to make friends with it, right? You know, that's a, the shadow work. Instead of continuing to push that shadow aside, like, make friends with it, understand why it's there, and then look at how you can feel different about all of your experiences, as opposed to having shame or guilt or frustration or resentment or anger or you not being able to have forgiveness or whatever it is, right? And I just think that, you know, for me personally, for people I work with, you've said it, you know, we like to think that doing that work is so hard, but the actuality of living without doing the work is way harder. It is. It's it is. way more exhausting. It's way yeah. more detrimental to you mentally, physically, all of these things, you know, you can measure it at science, of course. But just even in the day to day and your bliss, like you said, in your peace and your happiness and your joy, you know, digging into some of those things, doing the work, having the support of a coach, therapist, the board game, you know, all sorts of different things. That's what can keep you on that path so that then you're not sitting in the everyday needing it to be about something else. Just to be totally transparent before I talk to you today, this morning, 
I bumped into someone that people have been recommending me this guy for like weeks and I've just been avoiding him because um, I didn't think I needed him. Like I help people, you know, who can help me, you know? And um, I did a session with him. He made me cry three times in one session, but it was like a good cry. It was like a warrior cry. It was a cry with purpose. It was a cry of freedom. It was, it was you know, he asked me the best questions that I couldn't ask. You know, it's hard to do heart surgery on yourself, right? A heart surgeon can do heart surgery on other people, but I don't know any heart surgeon that can do heart surgery on themselves. Mm -hmm. So this gentleman challenged me and um, I had another conversation with him this morning and I'm thinking, man, I'm good. <sighs> Cried again. Another warrior cry. Okay. <laughs> you know, and, and, he, and what I love about what he does is he sees my blind spots mm -hmm. and he loves the hell out of me. Mm -hmm. He loved, he calls, he calls me out. I call it IRS, taking IRS, taking inventory, taking responsibility, taking satisfaction, mm. you know? And um, it's nice to have a mentor or and a sidekick to love you enough to challenge me. You know, no one's ever told me that the way I communicate with myself is not the best. No mm. one's ever told me that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just like, to the point where I was stuttering, like I was hesitant to say something because I had to take inventory. Yep. I'd make other people take inventory because there's so many other levels of, of, of healing to wholeness and being whole there, because we're wrapped in dirt, we live on dirt, we're surrounded by people making dirty decisions. Like you said, these things are real, man. Like these triggers and traumas, real. But giving now myself permission to have a sidekick and a mentor to say, hey, we got your back. We, we, we're, we, we're going to press together through it. And it's okay. It's okay if you cry through it. It's okay if you scream through it. It's okay, you know, if you journal through it, but we're going to get through it. And we're going to get through it together. So I love what you're doing. I love this podcast. The fact that you're making it a safe space for people to just be really honest and transparent. And, um, no matter what position, like I have this unity festival. I want the unity festival is like, I don't care who you think you are based on a title. Mm -hmm. You deserve love. You deserve for me to honor you and for you to honor the POWs of society. Like this is the fulfillment and the purpose of, of us being here. Like we need to honor one another. Mm -hmm. that, that bank account, you can't take it with you, man. You know? And so I love the fact that you're creating this platform, a safe place where it doesn't matter if I create a board game or didn't create a board game. It doesn't matter what I did. I'm a human being. And I, the fact that I can just pour my, my transparency out here and it's just a safe place. I feel the love. I feel the welcome. I feel the healing, just, just sharing. Mm -hmm. Well, you, I just thank you for those kind words. I mean, you know that this is, this is my baby. This is the space for me that I just, I wanted other people to have this space. I wanted there to be conversations and I want us all to be able to, again, just feel a little less alone. And I, you know, you, you never know who's going to be the person who's going to make you feel that way. You never know who's going to say something that you're going to resonate with or that you're going to be like, hey, I never thought about it that way. So that's where I just always encourage everyone, I know you do as well, to listen. You know, we all spend so much time talking, sit back and listen, hear what people have to say, 
because so often when we start from a place of really just being open to listen to what other people have to say, we realize that like some of these obstacles or things that we've put in front of us aren't as big as what we think they are. You're right. Oh, I'm so glad that you were able to come on today, Sandra. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for talking us through the creation of your board game. I want everybody to go and check it out and really dig into it and find, find spaces for yourself to do some of these things that we're talking about because it really is so important. And I, I think everybody who listens already knows that or they wouldn't be listening. And so that's why I love too that we can have real conversations about what this looks like for people because life is stressful and it gets messy and we, we go sideways a lot. So really understanding that we can always get back on our path. And sometimes the path might be sideways, you know, it doesn't have to be linear, right? Sometimes the path is hidden by dirt or dust or brush or whatever it is, right? So just being able to trust and understand that it's there and then gain these resources from listening to other people about what to do if you don't know where to go next, okay? And that's what we're doing. We're building that toolbox. So thank you so much. Your work is so valuable. Where can people find you? What's, what do you got going on? How can people work with you? Um, you can find me at coresuccessdynamics.com, C-O-R-E-D-Y-N-A-M-M-I-C-S.com. Coresuccessdynamics.com. I'm sorry. I'm so excited. I'm so honored to be here. Um, you can also go to sandrainlove.com. Um, I'm also on Facebook. You guys can look me up. I think I only have like five uh, more friends I can have. But you go to my author at Sandra, Sandraandlove.com. Uh, but anyway, they can always reach out to you. Give them, give them my contact. I yes. love to, to learn from other leaders. I love to serve. And um, I'm just grateful for you and, and what you're doing for the community. It's a big deal. You are a success developer. You are a legacy leader. Thank you for your service. Oh, thank you. And I look forward to all the ways that we're going to continue to work together. Here are a few takeaways from today's episode. Your bliss is uncovered by asking yourself the hard questions and then learning to dance with it. Bliss isn't a one-size-fits-all prescription, but it's beautiful once you are open about your journey. Number two, you can bring fun into your healing through games as Sandra has created. Number three, the ultimate love you can find in life is the self-control within yourself, so you don't feel the need to control other people or situations. Number four, a $150,000 car won't fulfill you if you haven't faced the hard questions and done the inner work to heal. Number five, making friends with your shadows and learning how to walk your daily walk without having shame is one of the most important things you can do to feel true joy and alignment. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope you listen to another episode soon. Send me a message and let me know what else you'd like to hear on the podcast.